You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Me, Here's the difference. Aside from great defense and the great defensive call, game plan scheme from Wake Martindale today, even though Minnesota was able to go up and down the field a couple times. And remember, guys, I told you that if Minnesota had a chance to win this game, they had to have a big game from T.J. Hawkinson. And they did. He was he was 10 receptions, 129 yards. I mean, he was big. Early, big first quarter for Justin Jefferson. Then he was schemed right out of the game. Right out of the game. And so, Wake Martin did a tremendous job. But for me, <laughs> this was the Daniel Jones show, ladies and gentlemen. This was Daniel Jones at his best. Here's his line. Ready? 24 of 35. 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers, ran for another 78 on 17 carries. He put this team offensively on his back, and he dominated. It was a very impressive performance by Daniel Jones. Very, very impressive. And, you know, all season we've been lamenting, and I've been one, so I'm just going to be the first one to get off off and, and apologize. We've been talking all season about how the Giants don't have receivers. They don't have this. They don't have that. And when you talk about primetime, thousand-yard receivers, no, they do not have that. But what they've done is they've grown receivers during the season, right? Isaiah Hodgkins has been big over the past month. Today, 105 yards and a touchdown on eight receptions. All right, Darius Slayton is the guy who's reared his head on a couple of occasions with on a couple of different uh, Giant coaches. But today, again, four receptions, 88 yards. And, yeah, I know there was one that he would like to have back. (laughs) But nevertheless, his defense picked him up. It's okay. You live to play another day. And, obviously, Richie James, another 31 receptions. Uh, Bellinger, uh, 17 yards. So what they've done is they've they've got receivers by committee. And they all run great routes. They all know where they're supposed to be. And, listen, this giant team, that many of us thought was not going to be able to win a bunch of games. This giant team under the leadership of Brian Dayball has been just amazing and what they've been able to do. And you hear about they're well coached. And obviously the best thing that this coaching staff did offensively was tailor their offense, offensive scheme to what Daniel Jones does well. Okay. He can run the ball. He's got, he's smart. He's got a very good throwing arm. And he makes good decisions. So, now, the other stuff about turning the ball over, okay, so we're not going to ask him to sit back there and throw 35, 40 yards. We're not going to ask him to do that. We're going to ask him to keep the drives going. Some design runs, some runs necessary because of the way the defense is going to keep the chains moving and always make it second and third and manageable. He played an unbelievable game. There's there's just no question about it. When you look at how the Giants won this game offensively today and you see how well they played, I mean, you got to take your hat off to Daniel Jones. You do. He was phenomenal. And yes, of course, obviously the defense played well. Defense was very good. Offensive line, had a couple of plays, you know, where they where they allowed uh, Jones to get hit a little bit, but 
for the most part, they did a great job. A couple of other things, and we'll take your calls in a minute, 1-800-919-3776. I, I talked to you earlier about how smart Daniel Jones is. Go back to late fourth quarter. Instead of him throwing the ball late, right, to stop the clock, what he does is he holds on to the ball. So they have to sack him, tackle him, so now they have to use their last timeout. See, that's the smart thing. That's, that shows you a, that a team is well coached, that they are prepared for any situation at any particular time. So, I mean, he, he, he was just great today. He was. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing else you can say. I, I don't think you could say he had a bad play all day. Also, pluses and minuses for the officials in this game. The pluses. I thought they did a great job to look at plays without slowing the game down, right? To look at plays, let's do the quick one. Okay, no, he didn't catch it. Yes, he had the reception. No, he didn't have the receptions. Yes, he was inbounds. No, he wasn't inbounds. I thought that helped move the game along much quicker, had a much better pace without stopping and asking for, you know, the review and all that stuff. So I thought the immediate review in between plays, I thought that was excellent in this game. It worked well. The downside. That was not a roughing the passer on that last drive. That was not. It was not a roughing the passer. There were other plays where you could have called roughing the passer that weren't called. That was the least of them. Dexter Lawrence did not rough Kirk Cousins on that play. It wasn't, it wasn't roughing the passer. There was a play earlier where a, a, a defender's helmet went under his chin. They didn't call that. That is supposedly, that's what, that's protected the quarterback. That is the essence of roughing the passer. Now, if you're telling me he threw him down, maybe, maybe. But if, at that point of the game, unless, for me, unless it, because you haven't called it all game, Unless it's just so obvious, you you can't call it at that spot. You just can't. But anyway, the Giants overcame it, and uh, they are off and running for a rematch with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that's going to be a good one. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's talk to you. Let's start with Ira in St. Petersburg. Ira, you're first on the drive. It's Spike, but I'll take uh, Ira hey, any Spike. day of the week. I guess you're talking about I'm fighting, I'm fighting a little bit. So anyway, that uh, Buddha, we're going back and forth texting. And he's he's hurting because he's a Jets fan, but he admires the giant coach. The kid played as good a game as you could ever play. All your points were perfect. I mean, he held, held the ball. He's composed. Saquon Barkley was terrific. And these no-name uh, receivers – you know, they hold on to the ball. The officiator you got to live with, Larry. You know, you just got to live with it. They're, they're playing there. It's a bad call. It didn't cost the Giants the game. If it would have, it would have been a, a damn shame. But I was so impressed with Daniel Jones. He just takes hits. He's a big kid. You know, he's six four, six five, And he's got long legs. And he knows just where to go. Stay in bounds. And I won't be surprised if they play Philly right down to the bone. Because you know, his, his coach is... This coach is so good. He doesn't make mistakes. And he and he goes, you know, one last thing, because I don't want to talk too much. I want everyone to call one of us. One last thing. This is the most I've ever seen in football going for it on fourth down. Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. No, I like no it. you're not, Spike. A lot of folks are doing it. A lot of folks are doing it. 
Right, well, have listen. Enjoy it, and we also got a Knicks win, which is for another night. So go Giants, and let's see what they can do, and you have a wonderful evening. You too, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. You are seeing more and more coaches go for it on fourth down. Some shouldn't go for it on fourth down. <laughs> but you're seeing more and more go for it on fourth down. And, and in this game, where it was clear that the defense's um, – it was it was a scores game, right? This this wasn't a, a grind them out defensive struggle. This was the offenses were able to find plays and make plays and have guys make individual efforts to do tremendous work. And so that's what you saw. Uh, that's what you saw in this game. So really, you three what you it was clear three was not going to be enough. You know, you really wanted to try to push the keep it going because the defense is really. Were, were bend, don't break. They really weren't stopping. Now, with all due respect, I mean, the Giants played very – their defense played very well. They played better than Minnesota's defense because the thing with Minnesota's defense was they were on the – I'm surprised that that defense didn't give up more than 31 points. They were on the field forever. I mean, was it 19 play drives, 17 play drives, 13 play drives? I mean, that defense had to be exhausted. And so late in games, you know, you, they, they just couldn't stay. And they tried to put pressure on Jones. It was picked up. It was schemed. Uh, the Giants were well coached. Uh, they got to Jones a couple of times, but, you know, they, they really did not get to them as much as they should have considering the amount of pressure that they put on it. 1-800-919-3776. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. And their huge win over Minnesota. And, and guess what? It's not really an upset. It's not. I mean, you had if you were the Giants, you had to feel comfortable and confident. Maybe not comfortable, but you had to feel confident that you're going up there to face them again. Because you you should have won the first, you should have won the game in the regular season. Two turnovers. And, you st- and they still needed a 61-yard field goal to beat you. And so that's why, not that we thought it was going to be easy. Nobody said that the Giants were going to go in there and blow out Minnesota. But it's just, it's unfortunate for Kirk Cousins. We'll get to the calls in a second. But it's just that he now has that reputation of big playoff wins. He seems to come up short in those situations. He does. And once again, today, he did. Now, is it all on him? No. The defense has got to take some weight on it as well because they were unable to try to stop what the Giants were able to do. It seemed like they made minimal adjustments. But the way they played, the way the Giants attacked them, they would have to change their whole scheme. And at this point, listen, you are who you are. You have to come up with adjustments to what they do based on your scheme. And Minnesota couldn't do that. I mean, you thought the Giants were going to run the ball. And they did. You know, Daniel Jones ran the ball. Saquon Barkley ran the ball. But predominantly, this was Daniel Jones throwing the ball around the yard. Over 300 yards passing. Back to the phones we go. Ant is in the Garden State. What's up, Ant? Hey, how's it going? Uh, 
I am uh, thrilled. Uh, big Giant fan, and um, and uh, you know, without a doubt, Daniel Jones was the best player on the field. As a matter of fact, from all the playoff games that I've seen, um, he's probably. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find another player that that's been as uh, crucial and critical to their team winning as Daniel Jones was today. Uh, give the man his money. Give him a three-year. Give him a top whatever the top 10, top 15 quarterbacks make in the league and franchise tag Saquon. Um, I, I, I'm ecstatic. Um, and, and you know what? Um, going into next week against, uh, against the Eagles, uh, you know, I have to, I have to feel uh, confident. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I know what we're up against, but that being said, um, what a game. Uh, and, and, and that with, with, you know, as good as our defense played, no sacks, no turnovers, uh, you know, you throw, uh, you know, you throw something our way as far as the defense creating a play here and there, and it's a blowout. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I never thought that at this point of the season, uh, you know, the Giants would have had one playoff game under their belt, a win, um, with Daniel Jones at the helm, you know, having played the game that he did. Uh, it's it's more than I could have ever hoped for as a, as a Giants fan. I hear what you're saying, Ant. Thanks for the phone call. You should be happy. You should be confident. You have a Look how you played the Eagles last week with mostly mostly your backups in there. And I get the Eagles were had some – Jalen Hurts was just back and they were resting some of their folks too, but nevertheless, you were right in that game. And – it's what's so interesting is it's and guys were talking about it with the earlier game today with Miami and Buffalo and how close was that game, right? That nobody expected that game to be that close, but there's familiarity, right? And so the Giants are playing the Eagles. They know the Eagles. The Eagles know them, and this is going to be what adjustments do you make to face who you are, and that's what's going to be fun to see just how the two teams face off against each other. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. And I agree with you, Ant, right now. Daniel Jones give him a three year deal. Uh, I would um, as you mentioned, give uh, you know, give Saquon the one year franchise, see what he does next year, and then you know you can add him or you can let him go or you can bring some other people in or whatever you want to do, but Daniel Jones was outstanding today. He was outstanding. He was efficient. He was smart. He was great. There's nothing. There's nothing. You, there's nothing bad you could say about the way Daniel Jones performed today. Nothing. Nothing. He was. He was almost perfect. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Come on back. We'll take more calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the Drive with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN. The Giants' big win in Minnesota. Let's go back to the phones. Ira's in Staten Island. Ira, I thought you were on the phone before. You're next on the drive. <laughs> hey, Larry, how are you? And first Doing of great. all, uh, a bit of pill to swallow, but nah, it's, it sounds like sour grapes. But congratulations to the Giant fans. One of my grandsons is a Giant fan, so I'm glad he had a nice day today. But listen, I think Daniel Jones gets a three, four year deal, um, probably 35 to 40. That's probably about the market value for him and it's money well spent. But what I'm really calling is I hope everybody at one Jets drive was watching this game today 
and you see what a good coaching staff does with an inf- uh, a roster that's not as talented as the Jets roster is and how they developed a quarterback and got the most out of Daniel Jones. That's what good coaching staffs do. And unfortunately, on my end, once again, the Giants won a playoff game. They're going into the second round, and I'm looking to hire coaches and look to find the quarterback. It's like a never-ending cycle. Now I feel like New York football is back. The Giants are in the playoffs, and the Jets again are searching for coaches and quarterbacks. I hear what you're saying, Ira, and here's the scary part for you as a Jets fan and for me having covered this team for a number of years. It doesn't matter who the coaches are. They just can't seem to find a way to develop a quarterback. I don't care who's there. I don't care because the front office is different. You know, everybody's different. But the, the problem remains the same. It's crazy. It, 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 it never changes. It's like, you know what? Go sign Derek Carr. Let them get out of the way. And let me go over there and do some coaching. Because it just doesn't work. It, 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 it's unbelievable. But you know what? They, they really, kudos to the Giants. Absolutely. They did a fabulous job with Daniel Jones. And, um, you know, we'll see. I think they're going to give the Eagles a tough game next week. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you, Ira. Thanks for the phone call. And once again, just, 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 it's about scheming to your to your personnel not trying to have your personnel scheme to you you see what your players can do you see what they can't do you don't ask them to do what they can't do you ask them to do what they do you modify your scheme to what they do best and you put them out there and give them the opportunities and then you and then the other part of it though the other part you then have to hold them accountable. Okay? That's the other thing. You have to hold them accountable. 1-800-919-3776. Doc is in Hewitt. Doc, you're next on the drive. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Uh, great. Uh, that's a great Giants victory. Uh, great game. Um, I got to tell you that uh, after the Giants' first game, when they played Tennessee and Jones threw the interception and Dayball walked up to him and said, if this is how it's going to be, you're going to find yourself on the bench because we could all read lips. I think Daniel Jones really matured under Dayball, and I don't think there's any question who the coach of the year is in the NFL. What this man has done with this group to get them to buy in and to believe and to play the game the right way and to be aggressive and to play like a team where it doesn't matter who does what. Um, you know. And as far as Jones and his contract, you know, it would not shock me to see Jones take less money, $30 million a year, not 35 or 40 He is a smart young man. He wants to have the best team he can have around him. And I think he's going to advocate, and I think a lot of people should advocate, for signing Saquon Barkley now. Pay the man. The man had a phenomenal year. He's got his next three years coming up. They're going to be the best three years of his career. And, um, you know, when people start talking about the Giants and what they thought, uh, you know, and what they where they were going to be. I knew after the first game, and I put my money where my mouth is. I went right over to FanDuel. I got to tell you, I laid it down on the Giants right then because I know that they may not win. But going into Philly, the one edge the Giants have this week is that they're not coming off the bye. There's a history in this league of teams coming off the bye and not being ready or being a little bit stale. And if the Giants – can get the Eagles down early, 
they do have a chance. It's not going to be easy to win in Philadelphia. We, we all know that, Larry. Well, I'll say this, Doc, and thanks for the phone call. It's always the rest versus rust argument, right? And we'll find out. I will say this to you, though. I will find it, I find it hard to believe that Philly, having just played them the end of the regular season and watched them up close and personal with the backups, how intense they were, how ready to play they were, how well coached they were, having played them twice, having played them earlier in the season when everybody was healthy, uh, I find it hard to think that they're going to they're going to practice. They're going to be ready for this Giants team. They know what to expect. They know what the Giants want to do. And it is, and that's what I was talking about. We'll get to the calls in a second. And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said that Minnesota's defense didn't make any, didn't made a few adjustments. How many times did the Giants with Daniel Jones? How many times did Minnesota not contain Jones from running outside, force him to stay inside that containment so when he stepped up there was somebody there? Maybe once or twice. That's why that's why they were able to. That's why Jones was able to run all over the field. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that he they would have stopped him. I'm not saying that, but it would have made it a little bit more difficult. It would have made the second and third, uh, the, the third downs, uh, a little less manageable. What did they miss? One third down all day. Two, maybe. I mean, they they were automatic from third on third down. So that's the limit. I don't expect Philadelphia's defense to play that way. So that's why I expect, once again, I think it's going to be a great game. The Giants have a chance to go in there and beat Philly. No question about it. And Dexter Lawrence dominated that offensive line, didn't he? They had no hope. Senator Bradbury, he had no hope. He couldn't do anything with him. He couldn't do anything with him. Time after time, he just threw him around like it was a rag doll. Vince is in Brooklyn. Vince, you're next on 98.7. Hello. What's up, Vince? How you doing? Listen, I'm very fearful about this game coming up with um, with the Eagles. All right? Um, I don't know. I'm a Giants fan. It's a beautiful game today. But who knows what's going to happen with these guys uh, against the Eagles, it's not an easy win. Okay, it's not. It's just. It's just not that easy. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna leave you to to talk about this. All right, because uh, that's it. That's well, Vince, it. Here's what I'm saying to you. And thanks for the phone call. No, it's not going to be easy, but you have to be confident with the way your team is playing right now, defensively, the way they're playing offensively the way Daniel Jones is not turning the football over as he really hasn't done this season. You have to be confident the way that these receivers have stepped up, the James, the Slaytons, the Hodgkins. These guys have really made a difference. So it's not just, okay, it's Saquon and Daniel Jones anymore. He's got some help from his receivers. And they are doing what you'd love to see done. You know, they're throwing and they're running. They're balanced. They throw to run, and they run to throw. And so with them playing the way they are, your quarterback is high. They're well coached. There's, they're going to be prepared with everything that Philadelphia can do. And you know this week they'll look at the video. They'll make the adjustments. They'll do what's necessary. So uh, if I were you, I, I would feel no. 
It's not going to be easy. I understand why you're a little nervous. I get it. But you've got to be confident that your team can go in there against an opponent they know and can do damage and to steal a win in Philly. You, you, you have to be confident. You do? Andrew's in Long Beach. Andrew, you're next on 98.7. Hey, so, um, yeah, I got to be honest. You know, six, seven weeks ago, I was somewhat hoping that the Giants would miss the playoffs as a Giants fan just because I felt like it was going to be one and done. And I wanted us to know what we had in Daniel Jones and what we had as a team moving forward and not be mistaken for contenders. But after this win, um, this feels like a very, like a potentially very Giants playoff run. You know, those playoff runs over the last decade where, um, you know, they would end up going to the Super Bowl, they would kind of sneak in, and then it was just like, why not us? You know, and that's how it feels. If Daniel Jones takes care of the ball, why not us? You know, if, if Saquon can play like he played today, why not us? Because I'm looking at this NFC field, and it doesn't feel impossible to see us making a run, you know. And so um, I've gone from, you know, somewhat pessimistic to very excited and optimistic. And, you know, that's without even speaking to the, the potential in our future. So, yeah, it's, this feels like a why not us Giants type of potential run. Well, I agree with you, Andrew. Thanks for the phone call. And once again, I – I don't know. Really, when you consider how this team has played this year, um, I I think really, and I think one of the other callers said it earlier, you saw when Dayball went with in the Tennessee game when he went on fourth down. That kind of told you the confidence he had in this team. It kind of told you the identity of this team. It kind of told you what to expect from this team this season. That he had coached them. They were prepared. They were ready to go. And so when you, when you look at them and see how they progressed, I – Maybe if you're thinking long-term, you're thinking next season, you know what, let's let's just fall short so we can get the draft picks. Let's not make the postseason. We can start building our team and get better and better. But in this case, now you may have found your quarterback. Okay, I'm not saying that he's a franchise quarterback, quote, franchise, unquote, but he is a quarterback that wins games in this system. And that's what that's what teams are looking for. Quarterbacks that win games in their system. All right? So with under that scenario, now you know. So you can lock him up. Okay? Remember, you they didn't extend the fifth-year option because they weren't sure. And now they've – and think, now they can add some more things to the playbook because he's been a year under the system. And he can get even better next year. So there were some positives, a lot of positives in what he was able to do, in what Saquon Barkley was able to come back and do, into what this Giants team could do. And, yeah, they still – look, they need pieces. They, they need some depth. They need, they need a bunch of different things, okay, like a lot of other teams in the NFL. But the bottom line here is, for right now, just sit back and enjoy the run in the postseason. <laughs> just keep it going. Just sit back and enjoy the ride if you're a Giants fan. Don't worry about next season. Don't worry about what they're going to do with Daniel Jones. Don't worry about what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley. Don't worry. Your your biggest worry right now is next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. It's been a while. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
Jets, he got 22 yards extra. It's unbelievable. It's the drive on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. head back to the phones. Tommy's in Connecticut. Tommy, you're next on the drive. Larry, what's up, bud? Hey, man, what's happening? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't think I've ever been able to call a show in a better mood than I am right now. But, oh, my God. It's been so long. The Giants are in the second round of the play. <laughs> Dude, this is incredible. I am I, – Daniel Jones is so good. Saquon Barkley is so good. Oh, Dexter Lawrence is so good. <laughs> I, I, loved, I love this football game. I was telling the call, the call screener, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever been in such a joyous mode. It's been so long. Larry, I, I know you, and I know you're a huge Knicks guy. It's been so long. Yeah, I how hear what you're saying, fun, Tommy. How much I, fun is this, man? It's got to be great for you. It's got to be. Thanks oh for the phone call. God. Especially it's, when you consider that you weren't expecting your team to be this way, Tommy. I no, I no, no expectations for this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. whatsoever. This whole season has been an absolute blessing, and oh, God, I, it, I, 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 I hope everybody not just me, is just enjoying every second of it. I'm sure all the Giant fans are. Thanks for the phone. I really I'm hope sure they are. They, they have to be because of the fact that, uh, you know, it was unexpected. That's what makes it the best. Okay, when you expect to be good and, and, you, and you fall short. Think of Minnesota right now. Okay, the Minnesota fan right now is devastated. It's like, here we go again. We're right there. We have the best. We have the second best record. We're great. And here we go. Here we go. Done. We we have we have eleven wins in the season. Eleven. What what were, what were they? Eleven and one in one they're eleven and oh in one score games until today. So you're figuring like, you know, we we're if they they're thinking they got a shot. They're thinking we're good. They're thinking we've got an opportunity. Okay to go. They were thirteen and three this season. Eleven and oh in one score games. Eight and eight and oh at home. I mean, come on. I mean there's you know, Eight and one at home. I mean, in the regular season, not eight and two. I mean that—that's when you're disappointed. That's when you're upset. Giants fans gotta be ecstatic, ecstatic. Vincent's in the story. What's up, Vincent? Larry, thanks for taking my call. Always enjoy uh, your show. But I, I think I want to disagree a little bit with you on uh, the assessment of Daniel Jones. I do believe that he is a franchise quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. But I, And I wasn't sold on him his first uh, four years. I, I thought the Giants should have moved on from him. But this is what happens when you bring in a real head coach. And I can't say – and I'm not even a Giants fan. Uh, I can't say enough about the job that Dable has done. And when you watch Daniel Jones kind of mature over this season – the kid throws the ball with accuracy. He has not turned the ball over all year, which is another testament uh, to the coaching staff. Uh, I think they have to sign him long term. I mean, I don't know, you know, what they're going to give him forty million, whatever it is. But outside of maybe the top three guys, he he can go with anyone. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I like Dak, but Daniel Jones is. Uh, I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Dak Prescott. Well, that's because, Vincent, your guy's turning the football over. <laughs> that's why yes. you'd rather have Daniel Jones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. I like that. And, you know, I don't even think they, they've uh, 
I don't think they've used his Danny Dimes' legs. I mean, he was great today, like you said, uh, running, and they did not contain him. I still think that he could even do more as uh, as he gets, uh, you know, as he grows more in Dable's system. I think next year they could add even more run packages to make him even more dangerous. And guess what? God forbid they get him a number one receiver. Like if they can trade for DeAndre Hopkins, or if they, you know, if they can draft like the like the Jets did with the Garrett Wilson kid. If they can find Daniel Jones a number one receiver, his he's only going to be better. I I am completely 180 degrees turned, and I'm a true believer in Daniel Jones. The Giants will lock him up long term, and and on both sides of the ball, right? Dable is incredible on offense, and, and Wink Markendale has, has got this op, uh, defense humming. And you know what? Uh, I agree. They, they should be super confident. They may not win in Philly, but the future looks ridiculously bright. And this is coming from a Cowboys fan, and, and I've been a Cowboys fan since 1977, and the last 25-plus years have been you know, a, a disaster for the Cowboys. So, Vincent, before you go, how do you feel about tomorrow night? Listen. If Dayball was running this Cowboys team, I have all the confidence in the world. But what's going to happen, instead of the Cowboys winning by two scores, which is what they should because, you know, let's face it, the Bucks are decimated. They should be a five-win team. If Brady doesn't pull out these wins at the end of the game against, like, the Raiders and these other second, you know, the, the Panthers and all these other bad teams, they're a five-win team. The Cowboys – should blow them out, but this is what's going to happen. McCarthy and Moore are very predictable. They're, the Cowboys are undisciplined. They'll have stupid penalties. The game will be close, and either one of two things will happen. Either Tampa will have the ball at the end, and Tom Brady will unfortunately march down the field to win the game, or the Cowboys will be down by three or four, and Dak will get picked off late, and it'll seal the deal. Where the Cowboys should easily win this game going away 38-21, to 21, they'll probably lose it. 27-24 late. All right, Vincent, good luck tomorrow night. Good luck.